All right, everybody, it's Tuesday night at 10. That means if you're listening to this, it's Wednesday. This is Sports Wednesday. Sport Wednesday! Oh, man, that, that jingle's it's just getting better and better. Completely transformed into something completely different. <laughs> That's right. Well, once again, uh, welcome, everybody. My name is Pete Brown. I'm the big man on campus. This is Sports Wednesday, the only podcast designed for the medium fan. You know, guys, I've been thinking about saying the mediocre fan, but that feels like an insult to me. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me as always from a desk that sits underneath a life-size poster of David Blatt is basketball legend Matt Longley. Coach, are you there? I'm the Blattanatic. Yes, I'm here. (laughs) He loves Dave Blatt. And joining me from the frozen basement of Hake House, undoubtedly wearing his Sidney Crosby hockey sweater, is the maestro Brian Hake. That's good. Hi, Ian's done. <laughs> yes. Nice. Well, before we get into it, folks, I just want to let you know you can follow Sports Wednesday on Twitter now at Sport Wednesday. So that's S P O R T Wednesday. This is a tricky Twitter handle, to be honest, because uh, Sports Wednesday was gone. Uh, so it's just Sports Singular Wednesday. But Wednesday, as we all know, is a weird day. It's W E D N E S D A Y. So just. Uh, for your convenience, think Sport Wed Nest Day. <laughs> that's that's good. Convenient. Yeah, we we got ten followers so far. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Um, and Maestro and Coach, I'll be getting you guys access to the account so that we can all contribute to it. Excellent. We are we are also live on Google Play. Uh, I think I got the email from Google saying yes, you've been approved. You're in the store. I just haven't been able to find us in the store. Although we do have some <laughs> downloads on Android, so I'm assuming it's working. That's good. Okay, you guys ready to do this? Hey, you got a little transition music for me? Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk uh, NFL Championship Weekend, which we just experienced, set the two teams for the Super Bowl. Uh, before we start, I'm doing a true and false challenge, and this is for you, Hey, right. and you only, okay? True or false? Can Coach get through this segment without saying... Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. I mean, he's Tom Brady. No. No, you can't. I know it. So let's let's turn to the AFC Championship uh, game. Uh, I know goes I've my been, analysis. I know, I know. I've been joking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'll tell you what. They've been, they've been winning all along. They earned a measure of respect. I did not see the first quarter of the game, and when I tuned in in the second quarter, they were up and up big, and it looked like they were controlling the ball. Uh, what adjustments did New England make at halftime uh, to change that, Coach? I mean, uh, watching that first half, I mean, if you had watched the first half, you would have had the same reaction as I did, basically saying the Jaguars are going to be in the Super Bowl and I'm going to have to watch Jacksonville play with those ugly helmets. However, um, I'm not sure really what they did. Blake Bortles was able to throw any pass that he wanted to throw, the the New England defense basically looked like they were just trying to stop Fournette, and they did. But Bortles was making every throw, and, and I I feel like the Jacksonville hurt themselves by being very very um, uh, cautious, very passive in what they were doing. Very cautious, yes. And and they play they beat themselves 
in that first half, they beat themselves. Obviously, in the second half, I can't say what I was going to say because, <laughs> um, but that one guy did exactly what that one guy does, yeah. and it was too late for Jacksonville to to adjust. They needed yeah. to step on New England's neck, and they didn't. Yeah, they and I mean, watching the game as, as soon as the second half started, you just knew what was going to happen, right? And yes, it seemed to me like. They brought they brought more blitzes. They did put more pressure on him. They didn't get to him, but he was less accurate in the second half, particularly on those over the shoulders and out patterns. Yes, and I think I think they stopped getting the third downs. They did great on third down in the first half, uh, and I'll tell you by the midway through the fourth quarter, Jacksonville's defense was gassed. You know they were out there. Oh, I know. You know, and so so they did not pull off the upset. Um, Coach, you picked the Patriots, but I'm afraid they didn't cover. <laughs> Again, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I can't I wait. Have a fun. Hey, did you watch the game? Is there anything you want to tell us about the game? No, I mean, I, I feel kind of the same way. I, I do. I do think that like New England never they never panicked. Like in the second half, yeah. they just look like we're going to do this. We're not losing to this jackass team. That's absolutely true. Like it would be, you know, third and three and, and he would send out the punt unit where, you know, Belichick, he was just totally calm. He's like, this is our game. This is what we're doing. I got to say, though, that Jacksonville kicker was phenomenal. Oh, he's good. Yeah. He's Damn. lights out. He missed one field goal all year, and he was he had two longer than 50, I think. Do you know what school he probably didn't come from? Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Oh, man, that was a nice getting an Alabama kicker slag in there. I know. Good work. Oh, good. All right. So I, I, I know that I joked about uh, Jacksonville and their, their quarterback, Blake Bortles, but I, I read something this week that has totally redeemed him in my head. So Blake Bortles was being interviewed, and they asked him if he wasn't playing football, what would he be doing? Do you guys know what he said? Oh, I do. I, 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 I saw this. Yeah. He said Is he'd be working, working construction and, burning, and ripping cigs. And burning cigs? Yeah. You got to respect a guy who knows what he's all about, right? He's like, well, well I'm a pro you, athlete. Did you see? Did you? Did you see what? Uh, there was another part of the interview where they asked him. The woman's in there, and she's like in the bedroom. She's like, "Oh well, you know, we're in Blake Bortles' bedroom, and this is where all the magic happens." She's she's like, "So Blake, like, what's the first thing you do when you wake up?" And he goes, "Um, probably take a piss." <laughs> <laughs> do you guys watch that? I, I love uh, this guy. Do you guys watch that? Uh, the Good Place. Yes. Huh? You know that one dude, the the his, uh, Asian Hispanic guy. He's mm-hmm. from Jacksonville, so he, in every episode he yells "Bortles." That's like his. That's right. His goofy call phrase or something. Bortles. He, he oh, was really? like a, a really bad Jacksonville gangster rapper, but they thought he was uh, like an enlightened Buddhist monk for a season. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I that just won Blake Bortles over for me when he's like working construction, ripping cigs. I'm like. You know, first of all, uh, somebody should teach him how to get a car dealership in his name in the Jacksonville area because he'll do quite well with that. Because <laughs> of his backup plans, working construction and ripping cigs, I don't know if he's going to make bank. Where did he play college ball? You guys know? I do. He he was Central Florida. Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, and coach, if I'm not mistaken, you picked against Central Florida as your lock of the week in episode one. Yes, I did. So everything. Yes, Central Florida is. <laughs> It's not good for me when it comes to the locks. I should know better. And correct me if I'm wrong. There's a, a while when your parents lived in Orlando. Did you go see Central Florida play OU at the Orange Bowl? Yes, I did. Nice. I saw them. 
Did we? So win? I've, who I've, who I've, won I've that game? A Central Florida game. Ooh. I probably lost that one too on the on the pick as well. Oh well, the Golden Knights are not doing you any favors. Not at all. Okay, let's move over to the NFC then, and I want to kick it off with Hake because he has been consistent in picking the Eagles, and the Eagles have been consistent in rewarding him for that. What did you think of that game, Hake? I liked it. <laughs> that's that's good. Do you have any good great. snacks while you were watching? I didn't watch it, but I liked it. <laughs> He's not the best commentator in the business for nothing. All right, nothing. Coach, how about you? Now, I watched this game. I watched the first half. Minnesota looked great on that opening drive, and then I they know. could do nothing. I mean, I, I when I saw that drive, I'm like, this would be a good game. And, uh, yeah. again, n- nothing suggested to me Philadelphia was going to hang 38 on them and, and hold them to seven. No, and but that it's, it's amazing how when you're playing um, away – in a hostile environment, which obviously all the press has shown us and told us how hostile it is to play in Philly. Um, when that, when they threw that pick six, that was, that was kind of a dagger. Yeah. Um, because being Case Keenum, being a backup, and then I, I, you could almost feel like everybody on Minnesota was like, uh oh, we have a backup plan for us. And he just made yeah. a mistake. That's right. <laughs> the wind just yeah. left the entire team. That's right. And Nick Foles is technically a backup, but you forget two, two or three years ago, he threw 27 touchdowns. Oh, I no. Mean, Nick, he's had some. Yeah, Nick played like a starter. He he was a starter. He was one of, yeah, he yeah. was an MVP finalist. Yeah, he yep. was, he's been to a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Nice. That's a great segue into what we're doing next. But first, I want to get your Super Bowl picks. New England is a five and a half point favorite. That's the biggest, uh, the largest line since 2009. Hake, are you sticking with your Eagles? Eagles 31-17. Oh, nice. <laughs> How about you, Coach? I'm very, very confident in picking the New England Bradys, and, and they should win by at least seven. So they're going to cover. They'll cover. And I'm going to – hopefully I don't eat those words. I'm pretty confident I'm not going to. We want, we the Eagles want to on this? will – Oh, yeah, I do. Absolutely. All right. Yes. We just made it official. Dang it. All right. So, so and is that is that six or bet against the line or is that straight up? Ooh. Um, I'll, I'll leave what do you want to do? I'll leave it up to Matt. I know he struggles. All right, I'm confident. Him. I'm confident. I'll take the line. We'll do the line. All right. All right. So coach is, is betting New England uh, covers five and a half points. I, uh, I'm also going to pick the Eagles in this. I think it's going to be a close game, um, maybe three-point difference. I'm thinking like the 24-21 type era area. But I don't know, man. The Eagles believe. They believe in themselves something fierce right now. And they've they've been underdogs every week. They've won every week. And, and they're deep. I don't know. It, just, it seems like I should hook my wagon to the maestro and not the coach based on how the coach's picks have been going. And their D is Probably. not going to be gassed. Their D is no, – the, what's that, Hey, Their D is not going to get gassed. Very yeah. good. Okay. We'll see what happens. But that's not that's not the game we really want to talk about. What we want to be talking about is the Pro Bowl. Oh, can't so wait. Put this in here. What use is the Pro Bowl? Does it, do, do you guys ever watch it? Is it is it of entertainment value to anybody? I I can start with that basically cuz when you posted this and for me to think about talking about it, my first reaction is I can't I mean the the Pro Bowl is is just trash. It's it's garbage. It's bad football. But then I thought about the way I felt when I was younger 
And I loved mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl. When I was a kid, yeah. I loved it because that was the only time you really got to see all the stars. Yeah. So now I'm and thinking that, anybody over the age of 11 hates it, but anybody under, they love it. Well, and uh, when we were kids, it was on after the Super Bowl, right? It was the week right. after the Super Bowl. Now, now it's, they have this two weeks of Super Bowl hype, so they stick it in the middle, which I think is a good placement for it. Um, a couple of years ago, they started doing some weird things where like Jerry Rice was a captain and he drafted yeah. a team. I wasn't into that very much. No. And and you, you if you haven't seen the roster, some of the players that are being are replacing the players that get picked, it's I don't even know who they are. I got you. <laughs> I, mean, I are don't. There any, are there any Cleveland Browns in the Pro yeah. Bowl, do you know? Yes, somebody replaced um there is a, a linebacker and he just got added to replace a real pro bowler, but he's in there now. I mean, is it is it Tom Cousineau? Oh, I was yes, say it that. is. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it How about Tom you, Hank? Do, do you watch the, the, the Pro Bowl? I, I think it would be actually, first of all, tricky when everybody's wearing different helmets to, to get the ball to the right guy. That's just me. That's what I worry about. <laughs> That's my favorite part, actually. Is all Seeing the- all the different helmets? Yeah. And, and I think that was my favorite as a kid. Me and my brother used to draw like the helmets, the emblems and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But. No, I don't. I don't watch it because I know it's all. They're just phoning it in. I think, yeah, and and they don't want to get hurt, and I certainly um, think that's that's you know to their advantage not to. Hey, I think at one in a future episode, we're going to have you walk us through your top three NFL logos and why. Ooh, I like that. Oh, so I did. I did some checking today because I was just curious on players who have been injured in the in the Pro Bowl. Um. Drew Brees separated his elbow. And he was he was in there the first year he was on the Saints. J.J. Uh, Watt broke a finger, but they both were fine by the time the season came around. But Robert Edwards in 1998. Oh, is this thing? Yeah, he was a rookie for the Patriots. He ran, rushed for over a thousand yards, and then he was playing. I guess that year they did a a rookie beach yes. flag football game, and he. He blew his knee out so bad they thought they were going to have to amputate it. Yes. Uh, I remember I mean, that story. Not only does I mean, that I, suck for him, it, he wasn't even in the real Pro Bowl. <laughs> no, he was just there for the challenge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, the Pro Bowl. So I feel bad. Uh, I did look. So so he was out of football from 1999 to 2002. He made a comeback with Miami, but he only had about 20 carries. And then he did get four seasons in the CFL. So he did get to have some sort of career, but uh, so so. What is your favorite All Star game of all the the major sports? Oh, that's easy. It's baseball. And what because what do you they, like about that? Baseball because it's a real game. I mean, they can play. You know, in basketball and football, it's just an offensive. It's a, you know just how much yeah. how many points can you score. But in baseball, they still play defense and, you know, the pitching may not be – pitching, they're still trying to pitch. You That's can right. play full out without worrying about getting hurt. That's it's right. The, and also, and also there's, there's skin in the game, right? It's the World Series home field advantage to the winning league. Yeah, but they got rid of that. This year, this was the first year they got rid of it. Oh, okay. Well, then I hate it again. Used to, yeah. <laughs> the, year that it, the year that it ended in an 11-11 tie was terrible. That was bad. I, you know. I will okay, say so I have I, the brown that made – go ahead. I was going to say, I, I do – you know, like the NBA and even the NHL, they have all those pregame activities, which I think are pretty cool. 
Oh, the skills yeah, challenge. I, I like the yeah, NHL skills, skills challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do. I like the dunk contest. And I don't know if you saw I tweeted yeah. out about Larry Nance Jr. is going to be in the dunk contest, which reminded me of Larry Nance winning the first ever dunk contest in 1984. Um, so my favorite is the NBA just because it is it is an offensive spectacle. Um, but But I just enjoy watching it. Yeah. I don't mind that one. Football's way low. Yeah, I also I tweeted out um, a hit that Sean Taylor of Washington made on the punter Brian Mormon a few years ago, and and if you watch that video, it was unbelievable. It's like this guy did not know the Pro Bowl was not about hurting people, <laughs> and and like when I searched Pro Bowl injuries, yeah. it came up as the first result, and and like the guy who had posted it said. You know, Sean Taylor steals Brian Mormon's soul. That's how hard the hit was. <laughs> God bless Sean Taylor. Nice. So, uh, okay, so that's a Pro Bowl. Okay, so Matt, this is your true and false challenge. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. I can't remember what it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, here it is. True or false? You are prepared to read the Hoopsters commercial coming up. That is true. All right, let's do it. All right, Sports Wednesday is brought to you by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. The reason you've never played it? Well, it's not on the market yet. (laughs) That's right. The coach and I invented this game in 2003, and we sat on it for 15 years. And each week you'll hear a little bit more about our efforts to, to get the game to market. And, Coach, this was a big week in Hoopsters history. Big week. I um I finally got uh, out there to test it. I played with both my sons, which they dominated me uh, both times. Um, got some great feedback from both of them. Um, some honest feedback too, which it was great. And then we got to take a nice tour. Nice. That's right. We t- we toured the Columbus Idea Factory, and that is like a, a community wood shop. We uh, took a good look at that laser engraver, you know, learned what sort of courses we have to take to be able to use it. And I I mean, I think uh, when we look at ramping up production, that's going to be our first place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't recall getting an invitation. Oh, did did you not get our text? (laughs) This is awkward. I'm I'm sorry. Did you want to go? Hank, do you want to go to the idea factory with us? Yes, it's on Saturday. <laughs> anyway, to stay in the know on Hoopsters, <laughs> it will be ready for sale. And when it is, head to hoopsters.store. We'll leave leave your email address so we can keep you in the know. That's Hoopsters. That's right. Hoopsters.store. Leave your email address. And uh, get in while the getting's good because so far no one has signed up. <laughs> I'll be the first. He's <laughs> not. We've Such lost an him. angry also, man. Also, that drill bit that I ordered that we've been waiting from came, and and so it's it is tricky to control. We're definitely going to have to break into the shop at your school and use a drill press. Yes, I think. that's okay. a guaranteed. All right, moving on then to Act Two. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA. Milwaukee Bucks fired their coach Jason Kidd. Um, Matt, the reason I want to talk about this was they were one of the teams you thought might have a chance to unseat Cleveland in the East. What's going on with the Bucks? Uh, they're going through one of those young team. Um, I'm not sure what to do. The owner's not sure what to do. His expectations were high. This reminds me a lot, this hook on Jason Kidd. And I am sensitive to coaches. But in hockey, 
and you would maybe have a good insight on this too, Hake, is in hockey, they, they, they do a lot of quick hooks. Like if the season's not going 8, 10, 15 games in and they don't like you, they'll hook you and put in another coach. Um, and this one feels like it. I, I, I didn't even know he was in trouble, to be honest. Yeah, the Bucks are 24 and 23. Uh, they currently sit at the seventh seed in the East if, if, the, if the playoffs were today. I mean, they really are leaning on the Greek freak. Quite a, quite a bit, and of course Matthew Delavadova. But um, <laughs> do I even have to ask who you think should replace him? Oh, David Blatt. <laughs> it's time. All right, Hake. Any reaction to the to Jason Kidd getting fired? Yeah, I'm sure he and the Greek Freak don't get along. Oh, uh, nice, a little LeBron David Blatt situation there. You got it. Mm. Inside scoop. Well, let's talk about the Cavs because they are a hot mess. Right, they have lost. I was going to say ten of their last fourteen, but they yeah, lost to San Antonio just a few minutes ago. So they have lost uh, eleven of their last fifteen games, including a blowout to Oklahoma City, one hundred and forty-eight to one hundred twenty-four. Neither team played defense. Oh God! They just there was no defense at all. It was basically half court, and you just played. Um, but you're just hearing all sorts of of terrible stories coming out of that locker room. Kevin wow. Love was sick. He left the Oklahoma City game and some people called him out and said he wasn't really sick. Uh, what's going on? What's what's going to turn the Cavs around? Well, today they had their their um, every team has it, their airing of grievances. Basically, they had Festivus in the locker room and that's when they all came, kind of came out against Kevin Love saying he was fake being sick, but they then I heard news reports that they all agreed okay, he wasn't sick, but they but this was going to be it. And Ty and Lou kind of came out and he goes, I hope this meeting turns into wins or it's not going to be any good. And tonight proved that 114 to 102 losing to San Antonio, um, it didn't work. I well, I, I have no idea. I just and I, I hate to say it, this really comes down to the coach for me. This is the coach has lost his players to the extent that he ever had them. But if he's saying, I hope this works, yeah, that's, like, that's I, I don't know. I, I, I am going to make a predicament. I mean, a prediction, and say uh, I don't think Tyrone. Uh, I don't think Lou makes it another fifteen games if they don't win uh, ten out of fifteen. I'm, I he's got to make a change. I mean, they're a hot mess. You're right. They're. Yeah. I I do think so. The Kevin Love story was they called him out, and then he addressed the team, and I guess they were satisfied with his explanation. Correct. He had a yeah, stummy I mean, ache. He had a, he had a tummy ache. I mean, come on. Hake, what about what? What's your take here on the Cavs? Um, I don't watch, <laughs> but I will say when I when I am <laughs> when I am a fair weather fan in the playoffs, I feel like Kevin Love's the only one that does play defense. That is true. Well, the trade the trade deadline's coming up, and. Uh, I'd asked, is there a trade the Cavs need to make? And then I just read there's the rumor mill is pretty strong right now that the Cavs and the Kings are talking George Hill yeah. for Channing Fry and Iman Shumpert. And who's the other one? Channing Fry and And Shumpert. Yeah, I'd make that deal tomorrow. Immediately. Yeah. And so, but here's what's it now. George Hill is he's in he's not great at defense, but he's better than what we've got. Uh, the Cavs have the second worst defense in the league. The only worst team it's is Sacramento. Sacramento, yes. Yeah. 
They're like 13 and 33. Um, any other possible deals you think the Cavs should be working on? I, I, I have a feeling they're going to make a push for DeAndre Jordan. Um, but I, I, eventually, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I also think they're going. it's going to be like a trade. I still believe that Isaiah Thomas, when he's 20 games in, 25 games in, and he's he's got his rhythm, they're going to be fine. But he he literally just played – he just played a preseason. What do they play, 10 games in the preseason? He's played yeah. 10 games. I, he's got to get his legs, and he doesn't have them. I think they'll be okay. I don't have a lot of confidence beyond first round, but they'll be okay. Is, he a, sure love the- is his personality a clash with LeBron, you think? He's he always comes off as an easygoing guy. Okay. Um, he he does he he likes to take a lot of shots. Yeah, and but, he is, but but he seems friendly. Like he's not he's not huge ego. You know, there was a funny story in Sports Illustrated because his sons have just kept telling him he needs to play with LeBron his entire career. Yeah. So, uh, I, my nephew met him trick or treating in Westlake, Ohio, and said he was a nice guy. Oh, well, so, then I'm going with it. There you have it. That's good. Uh, So the one trade that I think uh, we should really think about would be Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving. Oh, I heard he's a nice player. He's a nice (laughs) player. That'd be great. But they are both isolate. They're both isolation players to the extent that LeBron allows a player to be an isolation um, ball handler. And they don't move. And I think that's right. And that's why. But but Kyrie, I think he wanted out so he could have more of those opportunities. And I think there's just going to be an adjustment for Thomas. How does he get his shots, but also move the ball around? And think about this too. And I, and I wouldn't have said this about Kyrie before, but think about this at one point on the same team was Durant, uh, Westbrook and, um, the beard, James 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 Harden. Harden. Now look at them. They're all manning basically the best player on three different teams and they all are doing their own thing. I think Kyrie saw that and said, I can do that too. And he is it, it. I, I wouldn't have said that was a good idea before, but now I'm kind of saying maybe you're right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on it because we are hoping to, to make the playoffs. The Cavs are right now sitting in the third seed. And to be honest, if we made the playoffs as the third seed, that might be to our advantage because that yeah. puts Toronto and Boston a little further down the line. Yes. I, I, I would third or high third or higher is good. Yeah. So uh, two call-outs that were, um, Hake, maybe if you could give some sort of celebratory music for these. Uh, LeBron James scored his 30,000th point tonight, uh, youngest player ever to 30,000 points in the NBA. And then earlier this week, uh, DeMarcus Cousins of the Pelicans had a 40-20-10 game. He had 44 points, 24 rebounds, and 10 assists. That is a monster game. Hasn't been done since since Kareem did it in 1972. And do you, if either of you guys know his nickname, it's awesome. Uh, the Big Smooth, right? Nope, he's Boogie. Boogie, Boogie Cousins. That's right. Nice. Then we're going to move into last week. Uh, first of all, we did we did think we found the Cleveland Rebels logo. Uh, we were talking about defunct NBA teams last week. We found a couple of them. There's yeah. one that that you found, Matt, which was on a hat yes. that that had like a rebel with with bullets and and guns. And I couldn't find any information about that other than at some point the Cavs put that hat out there. Right. Um, the other logo I found, which makes more sense for the time period, is that sort of script Rebels with Cleveland in the in the swoosh. Which there. I think your hey, yeah, you, I think yours is more legit. Yeah. So, hey, did you see that at all? Did I text it to you? 
Yeah, I did see it on the on the text. That was so. That must you, have been just below where you guys decided to go to this uh, wood shop. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, I, have been on that, it wouldn't have been on that text because we didn't have you on that one. Oh. <laughs> and to be to be fair, Hake, we heard the same thing. I told my wife I was going. She's like, "Well, why didn't you invite me?" It's like, "Wow, I've just misread this wood shop situation on so many levels." Um, <laughs> hey, can you? Look at that logo. Could you make us a vector version of it? Um, if we want, if we wanted to get into the Cleveland Rebels hat business, oh, I really sure. want to get into that business. Yeah. yeah, you do want to get into that business. Oh, I do. Does it have to be a Cleveland team? We'll start. I thought that Providence Steamrollers logo I found was pretty cool too. I mean, we we've aren't got there a lot any Mansfield teams? Yes. Aren't there any what? Any Mansfield teams? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mansfield mayhem. The Mansfield downtrodden. Sure. Yes. Um, well, we'll we'll see if we can't push that forward any anyway. And and coach, you uh, noticed the Cleveland Rebels, nineteen forty six, forty seven, had two Ohio University alum. Yes, they did. They had two of them. Um, their names escape me, but one of them averaged fourteen point or twelve points a game, which put him third in the scoring. The other guy did not play, but they had two Ohio alum, alum on one team. I don't think that Bobcats happens. Yeah, yeah. Bobcats lost to Akron tonight, seventy-one to sixty-eight. In case you're, in case you're wondering. Mm. Um, also, maybe coach, you should write these names down before the podcast. I will. I should have. <laughs> that would have been a brilliant move. Okay. So the other thing we're doing is we're rebranding today misplaced NBA team names. So Matt, you had the Utah Jazz. If you're going to rename them to something befitting Utah, what would it okay, be? Okay. So I went through quite a few uh, options. Um, specifically focusing on their, uh, a lot of their symbols and what they had. So my first thought was, uh, the Utah hive cause they are, um, the honeybees. Yes. But as, in my research, I found out there is a, like a volleyball club team named the hive. I'm sure as the jazz, they could buy that, but I said, Nope, I don't want to be confused with them. So I went through, um, a couple other things. I tried Utah Topaz. Thought that sounded weird. Um, also, Utah Dutch ovens. Didn't think that worked. <laughs> also, this this one I loved, but I don't think it would be confusing. It would be confusing would be the Utah 96ers because they became a state in 1896. Oh, that's good. Which I like. I like that. Pioneers got thrown out. Uh, the finalists were oh, stingers. I also thought Utah stingers, but really honeybees don't sting. The finalists uh-huh. uh, were the Utah Red Fox which I like just the red fox, kind of like the Stanford Cardinal. And then okay. here's my final. Are there wait, are there red foxes in Utah? Or are you talking yes. about Stanford and Sun? No. <laughs> so no like Saints. No Saints. Okay, so what's your final? The Utah Night Snakes. One of their poisonous snakes in Utah is called the Night Snake. That's pretty So awesome. I think they're going to be the Utah Night Snakes. That would be, and I think it's available. It, I, th- I, I looked it up. It is. <laughs> you could be like, let's go snakes. And the fans would be like. Sss. Right. And then they turn the lights out. We're the Night Snakes. How about the Night Saints? The Night Saints? You know, like oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. Well, that's great work as always, uh, Coach, and I'm glad you shared your whole thought process. There. Yes. 
All right, Hank, you're rebranding the Los Angeles Lakers. What do you got for me? I, I narrowed it down to three. Uh, and L.A. sucks in general. Doesn't yeah, okay. Say, but but I, I got it down to the star. There go our L.A. listener. Go ahead. The L.A. stars. I know there's other sports teams, but not in the NBA, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the L.A. Dream. Uh-huh. And uh, the L.A. Sharks. Sharks. Not to be dream? confused with the sh- the Shanghai Sharks. So is the Dream, the Stars, and the Sharks? Yeah. And which one did you love the best? I like the Sharks because I, I I like the idea of the movie industry and the uh, you know those the moguls the movie yeah. moguls they call them sharks. I definitely don't like the Dream. It sounds like a WNBA team, and yes. I don't know why I'm saying that, or if I'm being misogynistic, I don't mean to. But like <laughs> those teams are always like, yes. you know, yes, the Cleveland Rockers yes. and the the Phoenix Stars, yeah, <laughs> are. And then, um, yeah, I'd go with the Sharks. So I like that, but as I was sitting here, hey, I I was thinking of the LA Vipers because your band played in the oh, Viper, Viper room, room, right? Yeah, I, did. I, th- I actually thought of that one too, but. Yeah, there's too much negative to the Viper Room. I don't even think it's there anymore. Mm, but probably because your your band didn't pull in the the crowd they thought it was going to pull in. Oh, and definitely. It shut. It, shut, it yeah. shut right after we played. We could have <laughs> called it the L.A. the L.A. Copaz West Coast Tours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I had the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, and you know, I I wanted to rebrand them because you know Vancouver Grizzlies makes sense. So yeah. I chose. Uh, Instead of the Memphis Grizzlies, the Memphis Bears. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, just a joke there. That was so. Kidding. I uh, yeah. I, I re- initially went down the the music path, and one I really liked was the Memphis Blues Boys, which is what BB and BB King stood for. Blues, Blues Boy. Boy. You know, I know there's the St. Louis Blues, but I like that. I like the Memphis Elvi or Elvises, the Memphis Elvises, because Graceland is okay. there. Uh, but what I ended up with, I I, I didn't want to like pick, like if I did the Blues Boys, I feel like there's a, a much richer musical heritage than what that just focuses on, okay. right? And so like it doesn't include Johnny Cash or Elvis or those guys. And I thought, well, Memphis Suns because of Sun Recording Studios, but there's the Phoenix Suns. Right. So I ultimately, did, I set music aside. I went with the fact that uh, Memphis is on the Mississippi River and that is sometimes called the Big Muddy. And so I went with the Memphis Mud. <laughs> it's funny because I was in Memphis one time and I ate too much barbecue and beer, and I had some Memphis mud. So well. I got I got to ask you, when when you when you named it Memphis Mud, what what is their mascot? <laughs> and what does it pile of mud? Pile of mud with eyeballs sticking it, out of it. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, people are going to think it's a big pile of doo doo. <laughs> Yeah, it, it looks a little like the poop emoji, but, you know, he's got a shirt that says Big Muddy. I love it. Kids will just embrace yeah. that. That's, that's I know. It's hard to believe that companies pay me for this stuff. <laughs> just the wealth. That's good. I like it, though. That, I that was too. a good segment, rebranding. I think we should do it uh, again in the future. I think so, too. But but not right now, because right now what we all want to do is go to hoopsters.store and drop in our email addresses so that we can be the first ones to know if Coach Pete or Coach Matt, I'm not Coach Pete, I'm the big man on campus, if yes. we ever get our act together and actually get sets of this game to sell. And we will and, send you uh, updates. 
We will send you updates. Pictures. What did you say? Hake's not doing it? I'm not doing it. He's he's really upset. We've lost him. We got to bring him back. So, well, let's, let's. I know we're talking about uh, getting together for the Super Bowl, so hopefully we can we can do that. Maybe something else before then. Oh, and we should play the game. Yes, we should play the game. Yes, I feel I'm in the middle of watching Sons of Anarchy, and I feel like we accidentally killed the wrong guy, and now I'm going to his crew, and I'm like, how do I make this right? <laughs> oh, Sons of Anarchy reference. Wow, this is really good. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's move on to Act Three. Hey, a little transition music. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> All right, Act Three. Our locks of the week uh, again, Coach. A lock means you are a hundred percent sure this is going to happen. Okay, and you're currently on an O for streak on lock of the week. So I'm just reminding you, um, this week's lock of the week. It's not against the line because these lines don't exist yet, but it's a straight up pick from this weekend's MAC basketball action. What do you got? Who goes first? Uh, you you can go first until you actually get one right. Great. Great. Thank you. It's like having the number one pick. Yes. I'm like the Browns. I get a pick every year first. Okay. So I'm going to pick the OU game, and I'm picking oh. Buffalo. I'm picking hey, Buffalo. I'm Everybody's going to make that. Buffalo pick. over OU, and they are going to break me from the schneid. This is it. I'm sorry, Cats. Sorry, ghost of Larry Hunter, even though you're not dead. I'm going with Buffalo. You're dead yeah. to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. This Them winning is less important than me not winning. <laughs> well, and you, you, you win if you lose, too. Because yes. Oh, thank you. They win. See, yeah. Thank you. Maestro, you made me feel good now. Thank you. Well, that was, that was my same rationale. I'm picking Buffalo as well. All right. There's a lot of parity in the MAC right now, really. I mean, their their division oh, records, their standings are pretty pretty close across the board overall. Except but, for Buffalo. Except for Buffalo. Buffalo and, yeah. Yeah. So Pete. Okay. Um, all right. I am going to go with the Toledo Rockets over Bowling Green. Okay. I wish I could say I researched that, but I just I don't want to jump on the Buffalo bandwagon. And I know Toledo's playing at home in their decent team this year. You know, and in the MAC, that's a good pick. A home team is a good pick. That's right. That's right. And they have good players who are tall. Yes, and, and shoot baskets into the hoop. I like that. Okay, so hopefully lock of the week uh, comes through. We already made our Super Bowl picks, so I'm going to go right into trivia. Uh, I said NFL playoff trivia. And I, I am frantically searching for a question because I realize mine is just NFL trivia. So, okay, I, who's got a question? I, I do. Too. Good, go. Let's let, let's let, first one. Yeah, hey, go. All right, all right. So uh, I'll start with some Super Bowl trivia. I have two. Uh, in 1966, uh, yes. the Super Bowl term or the name was coined. Do you guys know who came up with it? Was it Lamar Hunt? It was. Yes. Do you know what ace? Do you know what inspired it? Was it a salad bowl? <laughs> no. Was it? Co- I don't know. Co- it was a a, a a a very popular toy at the time called the Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah, nice. I didn't know that. I knew it was Lamar it Hunt, was, but I didn't know that. That's interesting. And it was a it was a temporary sort of. 
he just phrased it thinking and they'll they just said we'll use it for a while thinking they'd come up with something better and they never did. they never did well, that's fascinating the super bowl super bowl which so, we could we we can talk about the Super Bowl because this is editorial use. But if we were a bar planning a promotion, we can't say Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Remember, a couple of years ago, they got the trademark, and suddenly all the bars were like, "Come see the NFL championship game." <laughs> really? That's crazy. Yeah. Come on down for the big game. <laughs> all right. Are you going to their second one? Uh, unless you got unless you got yours teed up. I got mine. I mean, we can we can yep. bounce it back and forth. All right. Let's go back and forth. All right. So here, I've got two, too, but I'll do one. Um, so Super Bowl wins by school, quarterbacks that went to these schools and them winning the Super Bowl, there are certain schools that have done this, colleges, that have more than others. So there are, obviously, Tom Brady is, uh, he's got five going for six because Tom does what Tom does. Can you name <laughs> – I got it in. There is another one with five, and there are four teams with four and one team with three. I'm just going to go ahead. Can you just name as many as you think, and we'll just do a competition between Maestro and the big man on campus. So there are well, – Obviously obviously the Steelers is one. But no, but what college? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh. We're supposed to be naming the college that they that went – Yes, that has – that has the most, the most Super Bowl wins as a quarterback, like a quarterback that, that came from their school and has the most wins. Tom Brady came from Michigan. He has five. Uh, okay. I gotcha. But it doesn't have to be just one quarterback. Uh, it can be a combination. Yeah. Right. Uh, so Stanford? Yes. That's one. Yeah. Is that right, Steve, Steve Young? Yep. Uh, USC? Um, USC's not on the list. Damn it. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame is second with five. Yeah. Can you name the others? Any others? I'll give you a hint. The Steelers is one, but do you even know where the one that won four Louis- of them? Uh, yeah. Was it like Louisiana Tech or something like there that? There you go. Four yes. for Louisiana Tech. Nice. Okay. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Miami University. That is incorrect. They're not on the list. And then another Big Ten team that's known for engineering. Purdue. 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 Yep. That was a tie, Peter. Yeah. Who? But who went to Purdue? Bob Greasy. Besides Drew, Drew Brees. Oh, Bob Greasy. Yeah. yeah, that's two. And then there was one other one. Um. So, but throw us a bone because. Ben's got two two wins, right? Miami he's, has one. he's at the set. He's in the uh, next level. Because Miami, okay. Miami of Ohio has two, so that would be mm-hmm. there. So the do you want to know the other ones, or do you want to take another guess? No, go ahead. Okay, so Alabama has four, and then um, UCLA has three. With Troy, Alabama four. So let's. So Alabama's Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Um. Um. Shoot. Uh, Len Dawson. Joe Theismann. <laughs> Joe Theismann. The important What's thing to remember, the important thing to really remember is that um, Lynn Dickey went to Kansas State. Oh, so important that he went to Kansas State. 
So, okay, I I got a question now. First of all, that was a good question. It was a little complex on the setup. The setup sucked, but it was was a good question. Yeah, in the future, Coach, write down the names of people you're going to be talking about, and then try and like explain to your boys what the question is and see if they get it. Yes. Because, you know, Hake and I, we're at about a third grade level. Drew Brees, Bob Greasy, and Len Dawson went to Purdue. Len Dawson. John Elway and Plunkett for for Stanford. Troy Aikman for UCLA. Alabama was uh, Namath, Bart Starr, and the snake, Ken Stabler. Oh, Bart Starr. Yeah. Well, that's good. Okay, well, I'll stick with Super Bowl trivia. Can you tell me which quarterback threw the most interceptions in a Super Bowl? And how many that was? I'm going to say it was it was, it, uh, it was five, and it was um, Nick Gannon or Gannon from uh, Oakland. Hey, how about you? I was going to say Warren Moon, but I don't know why. I was going to say through four, but I don't even know if he was in the Super Bowl. He never made. It's just it. fun to say Warren Moon. Yeah, uh, I did like watching Warren Moon, but um, Coach is right. It was Rich Gannon five interceptions in their loss to the Buccaneers. And three of them were returned for touchdown. That's right. And that was that the year when uh, the Buccaneers coach was Gruden? Yes. He had just left and then Oakland. <laughs> he got, tra- yeah, he got traded there. Yes. Right? Yeah. So yes. very good. So that's, uh, that's our trivia. Um, Final thoughts. I forgot to put it on the agenda, but that's the last thing we need to do before we wrap this up. I had one more. If you want to hear it, it can be a quickie. Uh, Let's do it. Since we just came out of this cold spell in Ohio, I was thinking, what's the coldest uh, uh, playoff game in history? You guys know the temperature? I'm, Is that the ice bowl? It was like negative 14. Close, Pete. Negative 15. Wow. 1967, it was the uh, NFC. Well, the NFC at the time or at the current time. But it was Packers and Cowboys. You guys know who won? Uh, the Cowboys. Packers won. Bart, oh, no. Bart Starr won seven to zero on a on a quarterback sneak. Uh, I don't know about Bart Starr, but the score was twenty one seventeen, and it was the <laughs> Packers that won. Damn! <laughs> so close. I, it must be. It must be whenever they show the highlights of that game and how cold it was because it was in Green Bay yes. that that they show that quarterback sneak. So you just assume I'm that's very the only certain touchdown. <laughs> I'm very certain that Bart Starr had a quarterback sneak for a touchdown in that game. I believe you. I wholeheartedly. I would not. Conf- I would not debate I, that that uh, memory of yours. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will find a clip of it and tweet it out this week. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. Sport. That's not Sports Wednesday, <laughs> just Sport Wednesday. <laughs> All right, let's go to final thoughts, Coach. We'll start final with thoughts you. is you can't stop Brady. You can only hope to contain him. And I'm always going to talk about Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's going to do it again, six Super Bowls. All right, there you go. Tom does what Tom does. <laughs> nice. How about you, Hake? Uh, I promise I'll watch some Cavs this week, so I have something to talk about. Good. Okay, watching some Cavs this week. Very good. Right. Did they play uh, this week? Yeah, well, they played tonight, so now they play this weekend. <laughs> You've got some homework. I do. Yeah, hang on. I'm, I'll figure out what day it is for you here. When are we going to talk uh, hockey, Pittsburgh? We got any of that going on? Uh, I think probably next show we'll definitely get into hockey because we're going to right be in between, you know, the uh, 
there's no Super Bowl next weekend, so we we gotta have I'm gonna to talk be about ready. something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be wearing okay. my sweater. So my uh, my final my final thought is this: I I really I'm fascinated, as you guys know, by defunct franchises. And reading about the Cleveland Rebels, I learned also about the Cleveland Pipers, who were an ABL team, which was the American Basketball League, only lasted one year, 1961. Um, and I believe they won. They're, they were owned by George Steinbrenner. It was the first professional yeah. team that, that he owned. Yeah, and they were called the Pipers based on they had been in an industrial league like pipe fitters. Uh, but here's what I like most of all about it. Somebody is selling a Cleveland Pipers number 15 game-worn ABL warm-up suit on eBay. Do you guys want to guess what the minimum bid is? For the Pipers? Yeah. $72. Okay, Hake, how about you? Buck fifty. And by buck fifty I mean hundred and fifty. hundred and fifty, yeah. It's nineteen hundred dollars. So uh folks, if you want to contribute nineteen hundred dollars to me to get this, I will wear this every time we do the podcast. Uh just head to hoopsters.store, drop your email in, and then I will contact you with some PayPal information to transfer the nineteen hundred bones. <laughs> so easy to do. <laughs> I love it. It would be great, right? Now, if we get to a point where the show has, I don't know, five hundred thousand listens, we could probably we could probably get nineteen hundred. Oh, easily. Together. We could probably get three of them. At, at thirty, it's a little tricky, but you know, you only need one guy to say that's a good idea. It just takes one. And we def- All right. we definitely did a shorter show tonight. Yeah, and let's just take a look and see. All right, we're at forty nine minutes, so we shaved a good ten minutes off. I'm pre- I'm feeling good about Fantastic. that. Fantastic. We're getting there. Okay, uh, Coach Maestro, thanks as always. And we will, uh, this will be up in the morning. Give it a listen, and we will be back next week. Sports, where's that? Nice. Does anyone want to give a Pro Bowl prediction? <laughs> points, lots of points. <laughs> I think the AFC's got it this year. I think we're working hard. <laughs> I like the coach's <laughs> approach. <laughs> They're really going to sling it this year. Maybe, maybe focus on the run yeah. game. That's right. Hey, are we going to have a, a new jingle next week? I sure hope so. Yeah, because you texted me this week, asked how long yeah. it should be. I was, I so was, was excited. I. Yeah. But the live stuff is good. I mean, I'm not underselling no. that. It's, All right. Good it's times. Unpredictable. It's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. It's Okay, Sports Wednesday is a Blue Monkey Communications production and features me, Pete Brown, and basketball legend Matt Longley. Check us out every Wednesday for the right amount of sports talk in the middle of your week. Some music on today's show is courtesy of the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org and is licensed under Creative Commons. To stay up to date on new episodes and on the development of the basketball-themed board game Hoopsters, head to hoopsters.store or sportswednesday.com and leave us your email address. I'm Pete Brown for basketball legend Matt Longley. Until next week, good times, everybody. 